Give to Barrett. Cut back over the middle of the 25 to the 20. Breaks the tackle to the 15. Stop, starts 10 5. Touchdown, Lions. Holy mackerel. Throws end zone. It is caught. What a play back there in the back of the end zone by TJ Hawkinson. You're listening to the One Pridecast. Welcome into another episode of the One Pridecast. Team reporter Danny Rogers here, and we've got a great show because Emily Zuge, who comically recreated the Detroit Lions logo on TikTok, joins me to talk her story. Plus, DetroitLions.com writer Mike O'Hara gives us his bet MGM pick and talks those Chicago Bears. All of that coming up on the One Pridecast. The Lions are introducing flexibility and convenience in paying off your season tickets. Never miss a home game and pay for your tickets in monthly, interest-free payments with our monthly payment plan. Call 313-262-2222 or visit DetroitLions.com to secure your seat today for as low as $43 a month. We are so excited to welcome a very special guest to the One Pride cast. And I feel like the best way to describe Emily Zuge, and if you've ever heard of her, you've probably heard her from TikTok or from the Detroit Lions own social media page. She's known for her deadpan sense of humor and stoic delivery. I, Emily, is that the best way to describe your TikToks? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Over 1.4 million followers on the app. Emily, when did you first dive into the entire um, world of TikTok? So... Honestly, I downloaded TikTok in the beginning of quarantine last year. I told myself I wasn't going to download it in college because I could not get distracted. After I graduated, I was like, then I'll get into it. Then I'll see what all the hype is about. So I downloaded it, didn't do much with it all of last year, never uploaded anything like worthwhile. Um, And then at the beginning of this year, I started to kind of play around with it because I had success with one random video I put out. Which one was it? And um, so it was this challenge. And I stitched this video. It said, tell me you were born before the year 2000 without actually telling me you were born before the year 2000. <laughs> so I stitched it with a video of me blowing into a um, Nintendo 64 cartridge and then putting it in, turning it on and showing, you know, oh my like, God, I, I feel I like anyone that. who played that. <laughs> I I, okay, I'm putting two and two together. And that is a beautiful, Nintendo 64 is a beautiful thing. And you don't Absolutely. know about it if you're after born after 2000. There's just no way. Right. And like the I feel like the secret is just like blowing into the cartridge. Like everybody knows that, you know, what that's I mean? how you fix anything that's old. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I saw success with that video and it showed me that, you know, after a couple of years of trying stuff on like YouTube, other platforms to just kind of make something of myself, I wasn't sure what it was crazy to see the success that you could have on TikTok overnight. Like that blew my mind. So I kind of started to get into a little bit of Nintendo 64 content, some comedy stuff. It it was all over the place. Um, And then one day in April, I put out a video um, of me lighting intentionally (laughs) of me lighting a candle with a match and a lighter. So I lit the match with the lighter and then I lit the candle and people (laughs) went crazy over it. Like, so after that, I was like, okay, this is this might be worth something 
because you get a reaction out of people. It's good engagement and so on. And so, okay, so you lighting a match with a lighter to light a candle. I mean, what was the point of <laughs> – and how did you come up with that? And what, what exactly was the point of it? So two days before or something like that, I, I made a TikTok – um, and I didn't talk a lot in them, but in this particular one, I was telling people, we need to make a product that's called warm sauce, not hot sauce. I want warm sauce because marketing that just sounds hilarious. And then people in my comments were like, girl, have you ever heard of like mild? And I was like, well, I feel so stupid. I just want to delete this. And my fiance was like, no, it was funny. Like you should just play up this character and pretend to be this, this you know, for lack of better terms, dumb blonde, because it gets great engagement and like, why not? So I kind of continued with it. And then we had a lot of success with the candle video. And from then on, um, it kind of just developed into this deadpan character. I didn't even know what deadpan really was before I started and people started to comment it. And I was like, what what do you mean deadpan? (laughs) So what is the best way you describe that now that you have come to terms with that's that's your character yes I think just um a little unaware a little arrogant a little stupid (laughs) um I just try to be that person that everybody like in a social situation would know like you know exchanging exchanging um you know like exchanging looks towards each other and being like this person is is not it this person is kind of crazy like I want to be that person (laughs) okay so you got to take us back um so did you you just recently graduated then because you waited to download TikTok um at the beginning of the pandemic so where were you going to school and you're a Michigan you're a Michigander now but where are you from originally too um, so I'm from like southeast Wisconsin. I went to school at the University of Wisconsin Stout, up closer towards like Minnesota, um, and then I graduated. Yeah, in 2019. What, what did you major in? Yeah, because what like we'll get your you were having you on because you decided to redesign some very famous logos um, that I'm sure a lot of people took time to uh, brand and create, and you mm-hmm. redesigned the Detroit ones, and it's so hilarious so what is your background um and what did you study thank you um so I actually did go to school for design I actually do have a bachelor's um in design um technically it's it was called entertainment design my my program and my concentration was in animation um but I'd spent my whole life drawing and I was kind of known as like the artsy kid in high school so I'd always known that I'd wanted to go into something creative um and animation is just such a beautiful thing to me I've always been so fascinated by it so that's why I kind of chose to pursue that so what is your day-to-day job yeah so it was a little unfortunate I graduated right as the pandemic Mm -hmm began and I'm like I can't go out and and get jobs because people are getting laid off left and right you know yep and already an animation job is pretty prestigious and it's it's very competitive so I kind of had to um stop and and think about okay like what what do I need to do next what are my next steps and when I graduated I had like a hundred bucks in my bank account like I had no I feel that it was rough it was rough because I you know there's there's things you want to do and you're like I'm finally out of college like I just want to start my life yep 
Um, so I started drawing pet portraits um, and I just advertised on Instagram to my friends and family. I was like, if you want one, it's $30 or however much I charged. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually I was able to kind of grow that. And that's now my full time job from home. Um, thanks to TikTok, especially a lot of exposure there. But oh my gosh! Okay, so I mean, how how much is TikTok now a part of your daily job? It's it's taking over <laughs> very quickly. It's taking over. Um, you know, be, even if I wanted to hire, you know, extra help or or people, even like the last week that all of this blew up, I don't even think I'd have time to really do that to get to where I want to be and to close in on the deals that I'm, you know, closing in on with people and people I'm working with. Um, but luckily my fiance, he, he's an independent game developer. He works on like board games and stuff like that. He's very well versed, um, with contracts, um, with legal stuff like that. So he's been such a big help. Um, and we've, you know, we, we're a little team, but it is like kind of a two person job right now, just the TikTok part of it. So that's amazing. Okay. We need to get to uh, your weekend spent at the Detroit Lions game. A yes. real heartbreaker for you to witness in person. I'm glad that wasn't on your TV screen. Um, but we got you out here because you, um, I guess the best way to say it, went into a new endeavor on TikTok by mm-hmm. um, very sarcastically redesigning some of the most famous logos in the entire world and you we reached out and asked if you could redesign the Detroit Lions logo so please take us through the process that turned into Detroit Lions logo that we will now be selling in our uh merchandise shop here soon yes yes um so like I'd been throughout the last couple months you know kind of talking to the Detroit Lions a little bit on TikTok and you like you guys are just so funny um this is Neil so, shout out to Neil yeah Neil shout out to you you're the goat um so my fiance was like well you have to do the Detroit Lions because they've been so like funny and awesome um on, on TikTok and so I was like okay definitely add them to the list and yeah the first pass of the logo was like just a bad version of a lion like a really disgusting version of a lion and I was like it's funny but it needs something more so um he was there with me we were kind of brainstorming like what is a plan like words we can we can kind of go off of or how can we twist this in in a really unexpected and weird way and we kind of came up with the Detroit Lions so then I was like should I just make lines and he was like yeah yeah so I just took my my tool in um Adobe Illustrator and I just drew some lines and unintentionally spelled Detroit wrong left it I was like that's fine and okay um, so that was unintentional I see the funny thing is I am a quick I'm quick on the keyboard I'd like to say Mm -hmm. um but with that comes lots of spelling errors lots of letters being flip-flopped and it's been fantastic for (laughs) what we're going for so I I leave it all the time um my spelling errors (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. So there was a brain there you go into a whole brainstorming session when you recreate these logos. Yeah, sometimes I can just sit down in Adobe Illustrator and like I try and look at all of the things that are working and that make the logo great, you know, all of the all of the beautiful little aspects of the design that work and then I just try to turn it on its head and and 
make it as bad as it can be, basically, <laughs> while hopefully making it somewhat believable to, you know, even maybe one person out there. I love it. Yeah. I mean, this shirt, the Triad lines with um, literally brown lines on the shirt will be sold here <laughs> soon for fans to um, purchase them. Everyone go buy a shirt from Emily. So how was your experience at Ford Field? Was that your first experience um, for a game day? Yeah, the only other NFL um, event I'd been to was a um, preseason game at Soldier Field a couple years ago. So going to like a full on NFL game was so cool for me. I kept on telling Asa, who's my fiance, I was like, this is like the like top three coolest things I've ever done. Like, it's just so cool to walk around, see the players and just like be a part of it. Like, I don't know, there's something about sports in general, I think, going to, like, live sporting events that's so fun. So then just to tie it into, like, everything that was going on and, like, the hospitality from the Lions, and you guys are just so nice. It was just, like, one of the best days. Oh, we love that. Um, can you tell us maybe what's next, what you might have cooking so we can tell the, the people? <laughs> I definitely have another logo video coming. <laughs> How long um, do those take to make? So... You know, the first couple of ones that I did where I wasn't making any money and I was just doing it for fun. Um, I mean, I still do it for fun now, of right. course, but I wouldn't really know the, the the companies I'd want to do until like an hour before or two hours before. Mm -hmm. I'd sit down, take just like a few minutes on each logo, make sure it was as bad as could be. And then if I, if I script myself um, too much... I just get in my head about it. So I just kind of like to start recording yep. and then rattle off the top of my head. Like what's, you, you know, like what's my, what's, what are my thoughts right now on this? And so, yeah, that's kind of the process. Because we know you're, you're sarcastic in these videos, but it's still a very authentic you in them. Do you think that's what's really like speaking to the people of why they kind of buy into it so quickly? I hope so. I mean, that's, it's, it's hard because I wish I could understand and I wish I could, I think every artist agrees. You wish you could look at your work from a different person's mm -hmm. perspective um, just to get like a, a, a fresh, you know, a fresh view on it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm honored that, you know, <laughs> you said that. So thank you. Um, I hope, you know, people see that and people um, can kind of like connect with that or like f enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Do you get noticed when you go out in public? Um, so the town I live in right now is like relatively small, but during a, an event during the summer, I was noticed a, a few times or met a few people, and that was pretty cool. It's still bizarre because when people come up to you, you don't know them, but they know stuff about you. Mm. So like, oh, yes. that's just a very new concept to me. What do your family and friends think? My family has been so supportive. My parents have always told me like whatever you want to do we support it and they've just been fantastic um my friends also are just the best um but I think the funniest part is when I see people or talk to people from high school or just my hometown in general my parents friends who see it they're like Emily is so different in her TikToks than how she actually is in real life so it that's just so funny to me I don't know I I had one of my friends be like, it's just so weird. Like I'm, I'm looking at two different people. <laughs> yeah. So something really cool was as soon as Neil, our behind the scenes, TikTok uh, producer, guru, everything mm -hmm. got 
a wind of your logo for Detroit Lines. He uh, put them on a shirt and presented them to some players who opened the box. Their reaction, some of them were a little confused, but they bought in. What was your reaction when you saw these Detroit Lions players holding up your logo and wearing it on them? That was insane. Again, because it's so easy to get caught up in the everyday life of like when you're doing TikTok from home you don't see the repercussions in the real world or you don't see people's reactions really. So to see not only the players reacting to the design, but have it on a physical shirt, that was just like one of the best things I think I've ever seen. It was fantastic. I I couldn't, like I showed my whole family. I was like, oh my God, look. (laughs) Is Detroit your team or is Green Bay or is Chicago? So my parents are originally from Chicago suburbs. um, So I... I'm at heart. I'm a Bears fan. Um, grew up a Bears fan. Yeah, who you, yes, you rooting for no this weekend? Now that you for just Bear- went to Detroit. Oh, I know. I don't know. Like it. It would be rude of me to say the Bears at this. It would be point. super rude. I don't recommend it. And you guys gave me a jersey, so <laughs> go Lions. Go Lions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay. Anything I miss, Emily, about your life and your your rise your rise to stardom very quickly on TikTok. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like we kind of covered all the bases. We need to do a follow up here, in a few mm-hmm. months, and really mm-hmm. like, you know, check in. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Amazing. I'm glad we've we've converted you to a Lions fan now. Once we get those, once we get that design on the the jerseys, then we can talk. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> she is a big swinger, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, everyone, Emily Zuge, go follow her on TikTok. She's got over 1.4 million followers. Um, and join in. We're we're teams, Emily Zuge. So, um, thank you so much for taking the time, and we cannot wait to have you back in Detroit. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Create a fun, unique, and unforgettable outing for a group of 10 or more at the next Lions home game. Visit DetroitLions.com backslash groups to purchase or contact us directly at 313-262-2222 to save on ticket prices, get priority locations, and receive a group giveaway item. To close out the one podcast for this week, none other than DetroitLions.com writer Mike O'Hara is joining me. Mike, I mean, I don't want to look back, but we ha- I haven't talked to you yet since that Baltimore Ravens Danny, you're an angst. Loss. I know. I am. But we got to talk how this Detroit team, what growth you saw in that Baltimore Ravens game and what they can take out of that and bring with them to Chicago or leave with them in Detroit. Well, what I saw, you know, the good things, of course, were I thought the pass rush came along. Just the overall defense, the overall tenacity, I think, is a good word. You know, they made some moves there, made some changes at linebacker. And look, we're, we're talking about one game. You know, this is, you know, we're not going to Canton right now after this one. But, but I thought it paid off. And I think probably in those first two games, they saw the coaching staff saw some things. I'm just talking defensively right now that they didn't like, you know, thought that could be better. And then I think when they put into the, the changes they made, you know, uh, with the two new linebackers starting, essentially starting or alternating, whatever they did, they saw some things that they liked going forward. So I can I, I consider that a win. Uh, I like the way the offense came back. I didn't like the way it was, you know, the, the way it was stagnant for for 30 mm-hmm. minutes. 
but with the money on the line on the table, you know, they came and, and they had three straight drives, long ones, 75 yards, 75 yards, 68 or 69 yards with it's either that or, or lose. And mm-hmm. they came through with 17 points, took the lead with a minute and change to go. And then, of course, the heartbreaker at the end. And don't ask me if I've seen it before because I have. I was going to, okay, I was going to, I was going well, to say. You what, well, You've been around the block, so. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story when we get done with this, but. But I thought, you know, I really, what I really liked was, you know, it's first and 10 at the, whatever, the 18-yard line mm-hmm. when you're starting out for the uh, for the Ravens, and they get a sack on first down. And you're talking about, this is, now this is like the eighth sack of a nine-sack barrage of a 30-to-nothing game. Mm-hmm. This is with the game on the line. They get a sack, they get a play on whatever it was on, on second down, and they get another sack on third down. That, to me, is, look, there are statistics and there are plays, and it, these were plays, big-time plays. Now, one of those big-time plays was by Lamar Jackson on the, on the second sack on third down with a defensive lineman hanging on him, dragged him out of bounds to stop the clock. Great play. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody's going to say, look, the quarterback getting sacked, he made a great play. He did. Right. He was able to stop the clock. So there's just a lot of good things on both teams. And then, of course, the field goal at the end, 66 yards. It's I, no, I have not seen that before. You know, you know why? Because it didn't happen. Correct. It's never happened. I'm just, uh, I'm a little shocked you have not mentioned anything about um, a no call and delay of game, no call false start. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't know about the false starts and okay. all that, but but the delay of game, yeah, it should have been called. Mm-hmm. And I wrote something in my in my what what we learned column that you know there's one way to prevent that isn't to do what the NBA does and what hockey does, rig, rig, rig the, the clock to a buzzer and the lights of some kind, put them on the, on the uh, goalposts, and when the clock runs out, the lights go on, and there's no question about it. At that point in cr- crunch time, like, why not? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Right, do it in the, just in the last two minutes, something right. like that, you know. But, yeah, it's – and I think the National Football League has enough money. They've already paid for the goal, goal the goalposts, I think. They're not on rental, right. are they? Well, you don't, you don't know. They could just be leasing them. You know, yeah, right. They, hey, guys, uh, sorry, your, your payment didn't come in. We're taking them away at halftime. Right. Yeah. So that, but I thought, and I thought the quarterback uh, Jared Goff played well in, mm-hmm. in, in in those last three possessions. He really did. Some of the things you can quibble about, uh, calling timeout. Eh, so what? You know, it's not, not not there's not like anything's going on during a timeout. Right. So I don't care about that. Rushing three, it's not what I would do, but I understand it too. You know, mm-hmm. there's it's it's not like nobody does it. I think it's probably fifty fifty split on what what you do there. But all in all, I thought it was a step forward for the Detroit Lions, but a crushing loss. Absolute crushing loss. Crushing. That's a great way to put it. Okay. Their eyes are on the Chicago Bears, who had a worse weekend. I don't think that's subjective. I think that's very (laughs) objective. They did not play well against the Browns, who pummeled them. Pummeled. Pummeled. Um, However... A bright spot for Chicago was they still managed to sack Baker Mayfield five times, Correct. even though Justin Fields was sacked even more than that. I mean, the Chicago Bears defense—you still can't overlook them. No, you can't. And that's you know when you look at the guys they have, and it, it really is—it's it's, it's a tough front seven, and we almost forget about Roquan Smith, the linebacker. Well, don't keep your eyes on Roquan Smith, who was Noted. teammates of of uh, DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. at Georgia, I believe. I mm-hmm. think. I think DeAndre's rookie year, or, or rookie year, freshman year, sophomore year, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, ter- terrific sideline. Well, I hope he takes it easy on DeAndre then. I hope DeAndre doesn't take it easy on him. Oh yeah, and we'll, we'll I see. like but, that. But it's it's really a, it's a tough unit. Robert Quinn, they've got look, they've got 11 sacks, which I think they're either third or they're the top three in the league. I don't, they don't maybe tied with somebody there. And you know we 
for years and years and decades and decades, we've called them the monsters of the midway. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the monsters are, are out. They're out and they're prowling and they're, and they're, you know, they may not be, you know, the 85 bears, but, 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 but they've got is pretty good. And they've mm-hmm. got, you know, Robert Quinn, who still is one of the best pass rushers in the league. I think he's 10 or 11 year, whatever it is. Yep. Uh, just a terrific player, uh, Khalil Mack. I don't know if he's exactly what they thought they were getting when they made the trade with the Raiders, but mm-hmm. if he isn't, it's sort of if he's not an A player, he's an A minus. And and then I think uh, they'll take that. Yeah, and I'll take that. And then Akeem Smith, just as as Frank Ragnow, you know, Akeem Smith. I don't know if he plays on the nose all the time, but he's mm-hmm. an interior defensive lineman. He just got he's called massive, and he's massive who can move. You mm-hmm. know, he really can, but. Uh, Frank Ragnow can handle anybody. I, th- I really think he's a Detroit Lions' best player. I think he's a, an all-pro for years to come center, and I think he'll handle that. He handles the physical part of the game and the mental part of the game. So that's an important asset to have on your team. Uh, and I think overall, all, I think the Detroit Lions' offensive line has done pretty well. Yeah. Not perfect, you know. All pro- things considered. All things considered. You know, they lost a, probably their best, second-best lineman, mm-hmm. and, 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 and uh, Taylor Decker hasn't played yet. He's probably not, not playing this week. But I think the guys of, you know, Matt Nelson at right tackle mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Penny Sewell at left tackle, I think, they've, I think they've done well. They really do. Now, last week, a couple of false starts, you know, can't have it. You right. Know. First and 10 is hard enough. First and 15, mm-hmm. come on. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, Penny Sewell, rookie, going up against – the midway monsters. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he'll be able to handle it? I think he will. I think one thing about him, I think he's, I think he, I think he's a young professional. Mm-hmm. He plays like yep. he plays like a guy who's been there before. He sure and does. That, that's that's good. I don't think he's gonna get intimidated or mm-hmm. overwhelmed by by any of the moments. And first of all, he spent his career on the West and uh, in Oregon. What does he care about? You know, Chicago and the <laughs> monsters of the midway. It's not snowing. What it's are not those? Raining. Although yes. I guess I hear it might rain there. I, I heard some, so too. Yeah. Both away games, Green Bay, it was pouring. Yeah. yeah. Chicago, like, come on. Come are you on, on the sideline then? It's, oh, I'll hide in the press box if it's raining. But you start out on the sideline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I get to take in some, some of the scenery. Um, it's <laughs> the very scenery. important. The scenery. Don't sneak off to the field museum. Stay <laughs> on your job. I know. It's very. Dis- <laughs> it's all very distracting to yeah. me. I've got to stay focused. Um, but so. I mean, we got to talk about Chicago quarterbacks. Who started? Which one? Who is it? Who is it? Because I've heard, I've heard different things from everyone. I've heard Nick Foles is getting started. I think he's been ruled out. I don't think well ruled out. I just think sort of the conversation you hear is. I know, but I think that is Matt Nagy's. I think, I think it's a ploy. It could be. You know, look, the answer. Why, if the other two quarterbacks have been, they've been needed to be checked out for their health. Yeah. Nick Foles is. Right. Andy Dalton had a, had a look when you miss a game a quarterback misses a game with a knee injury which mm-hmm. as he did last week yes he's hurt correct guys, they, they play through a lot I'm not saying other yep. players don't but quarterbacks it's we're the used way to Matthew is. Stafford playing through broken collarbones right was that, that a, all was it yeah was well, it no, clavicle? It was, no it was a broken back oh yeah <laughs> easy and it was a broken finger and it was you know mm-hmm. it's, it's everything they're tough yeah warrior strong yep. one of my all time favorite players favorite athletes period right, yeah but uh you know andy dalton look he's he's been a tough tough guy you know he got in the playoffs five times with the cincinnati bengals you know he's made a, a couple of pro bowls mm-hmm. and but he's not that he's not that now but he's no. but he, you're not i don't think you're gonna rattle him i think you know he's he's seen everything and then some of the controversies going through now he's been there three games and they're talking about getting rid of him on sports talk and all that and i think i think at a certain age uh, point in your career, you learn that just play. 
Right. Let let them do the talking. Yep. I'll do the walking. Yep. And I think I think if Andy Dalton plays, regardless, I think he'll play his game, whatever it is, whatever level he can play, mm-hmm. and he won't get upset by the outside stuff. Now look, they've got massive problems on the offensive line. Yep. Got a good running back in David Montgomery, mm-hmm. you know, thousand yard rusher last year, and they got a really, really good receiver in Allen Robinson, who yep. people don't remember. He's a local guy here in, in Metro he Detroit. Sure is. Uh, I think it was Orchard Lake St. Mary Prep. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, grew up in or born in Detroit. Uh, thanks, thank one of our one of our local guys doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, he had 98 catches two years ago in 2019, and I think he had 102 or 103 last year. So he's a he's a proven commodity. That unfortunately, it goes to show you when you're not getting good quarterbacking, that proven commodity has ten catches for eighty some yards. Yikes! That's a game for him. Yeah. That's not. That's not three games. Right. You know. So, you know, if you're the Detroit Lions, whoever plays quarterback, don't let him go off and all of a sudden and have his career game. Don't let David Montgomery all of a mm-hmm. sudden get you know twenty two carries for one hundred and forty yards. Sheesh. Don't let Allen Robinson get you know nine catches for one thirty mm-hmm. or something like that. Make them play the way they've been playing, and you can win. You're going to win. Right. At least I think you're going to win. Hmm. Correct. I, yeah. I, I so like the line. We'll get to my pick later on behalf of MGM and all that. But I, let me pre-warn you people out there and start laughing now. I like the Detroit Lions in this game. I think everyone, I think Bears fans like Detroit in this game. Well, they hate the Bears right they now. They hate the Bears right now. But just um, you know, but just wait until the first call goes against them. They'll be booing the officials I and know, all that. I know. Just, just being from fickle. the Midwest. It's I called appreci- fickle love. Yes. I think... And you, call, you call the Bears fans fickle, not me. Let's get this straight. Um, okay, so who do you think will be starting quarterback? Put, put, put your money where your mouth is. Who's going to Put be? my money where my mouth is? Or is it that op- is that opposite? Put your mouth where your money is? Put your money where your mouth is. So I said it right. Yeah, well, you did. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you. I was amazed. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Must have learned that from my dad. I, I think we're going to see Andy Dalton. I really do. Okay. Uh, it's, if it, 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 look. The Bears are one and two. They lost to the Rams in the opener, which they should. That was fine. You know, That's they okay. They come back and they beat the Bengals. We find out now it's a better, bigger, better win than we thought. They're three and one. One last night. And then last week it beat twenty to six with nine sacks. Yeah. Just a little stat here: nine sacks. They get sixty-eight yards passing and sixty-seven yards sack yards of sack of sacks. Correct. So their their net passing for the game is one. My, is one. One yard. One. You know the last time they had this why, bad why, of why an offensive game. Why bother to show up for that? The last time they had this bad of an offensive game, guess who it was against? It's against the Detroit Lions and they had three yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fun fact. Yeah. So I, I like those odds right now. Yeah, I, I covered that game. Oh. Yeah. Was that forty two? Okay. Uh <laughs> all right, let's get to your pick. Mike O'Hara for I'm going on NGM. strike after that comment. Oh, do it. <laughs> like See what care, I care. Right? <laughs> Get to my pick. Uh, you know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen some good things with the Detroit Lions, but I don't think you can play a, a half of offense. I think you've got to play three quarters of offense. At you least. Know, at and least. Then 40 work, good, 45 work themselves good up minutes. to four. In other words, and, and I think this, if you if you can get a lead on the, on the Chicago Bears, make them play a game they don't want to play, whatever that is. If they want to run the ball, make them throw it. If they want to throw mm-hmm. it, make them run it. You know, yep. whatever whatever it is, whatever you think works best for you. But you can't get out there. You can't get down, what, 16 to nothing or something like that mm-hmm. or 13 to nothing like you did last week and and think you're going to come back and beat be, it just It just doesn't work that way. Right. It really doesn't. So this is this is the first game where I can, uh, you can say really without a doubt the Detroit Lions have a clear advantage mm-hmm. at quarterback with Jer- Jared Goff yep. over whoever they play. I don't care if it's Foles. I don't care if, if it's the, the ghost of anybody. 
that's it's it's a clear advantage. And I, I, I like the way the Detroit Lions have played in not just spurts, but good periods of time. Mm-hmm. Really do a good half at a time. Yep. I think I think they're going to up the ante, and I, I like the Detroit Lions twenty three thirteen. That's ten points. Still the, the betting line is two and a half to three. Really? For people who follow that, and I occasionally look at it. Interesting. Just because I'm on this show with you, I have to right. I have to brief myself on what's going on. I know you're the only person who can actually make this pick. I am. For us. Yeah, you're very important to us. So if I don't show up, what happens? I'm all of a sudden not important. Correct. <laughs> and then one of us gets in trouble. Well, Danny, who do you think is going to win? Uh, the, the, there's no doubt in my mind that Detroit's going to get it done. Okay. Yeah. It really is. I just wanted to get one question. And it's yeah, been, it's thank been a you. Month. Please ask me questions. I it, love answering that. It's been a month, and I finally got to ask a question. I know. You know? I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Detroit. Good. I think so. Why? I think. See and if, and see if you match I, up with I, what I think. I was just about to say, because of the woes of Chicago, however, I think Detroit is just getting that much better every week that it doesn't matter what the other side of the ball is doing. Um, they're going in and taking care of business, and as long as DeAndre Swift can get started early, TJ Hawkinson can keep making himself available as a target, um, and this defense keeps stepping up and setting the edge and building the wall, I think I think they're just cooking up some really good things right now. You know what? I don't think you need me anymore. I think just leave, I, Mike. I think I've talked my way out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before. That's what happens when you watch football all day. Yeah. You all got right. It. Anything else, Mike? We miss anything? Uh, we probably did. We'll get it. T- we'll get it next week. We won't. We'll <laughs> leave it. We'll leave it. Hopefully, right. we're talking about a dub this time next be week. Be nice. It really would. That'd the, be great. The, the team needs one. They really do. They, Young guys, one. old guys, medium guys. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Actually, our fans guys. too. I know. Do, do it for Detroit. the entire city of Detroit needs one. Let's do it. In fact, anybody who's even just flown over Michigan in an airplane needs one. I know. Everyone gets a dub. You get a dub. You get a dub. All right. Okay. That's closing out the one podcast. Thanks to Mike O'Hara for coming on. This was a really fun show, guys. A new episode drops every Friday. I'm Danny Rogers. We'll see you next week. Bye.